What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chris Talks. Welcome back. So happy to have you again with me today. And as you read by the title, we're going to be talking about sample libraries. Why do we buy sample libraries? Why do we buy so many? What's the point? Um, you know, what, what's the benefit of having so many libraries? What are the cons? And so, yeah, samples are definitely a hot topic in sample land and uh, VI control and forums all over the world. And so, yeah, we're going to dive into some of those uh, points today. And before we actually get into it, I, I would like to offer you my free sample library buyer's guide. It's the first link in the description box below and basically it just gives you um, a, a really organized look into the, the sample libraries that I personally use on a day-to-day -day basis for all of my work. And I, I kind of explain why I use the libraries that I do, make some personal recommendations for you, organize them by price. And I, I tell you like how, how the, the libraries work and yeah, what they kind of do for me. So if you're looking for some new libraries and you're interested in seeing my views on them and why I use them, then definitely give that uh, a look. And again, it's totally free as a gift to you for watching this video. So Going to the topic of sample libraries in general, why are we so obsessed with sample libraries, right? Like what, what do they do? What do they do to our brains to make us so attached to them, right? And honestly, I think it comes down to the, the shiny new toy effect, right? So as, as kids, like we, we play around with toys and when we see something we really want, it's like nothing else matters. And we want it, like when we want it, we want it because we think it's gonna be fun. We think it's gonna make our life better in some way. And it's not until we've actually gained access to that thing and played around with it a little bit, then the luster of it goes away. And then we're like, okay, was it actually worth what I paid for it? Or like what, you know, or if you're a kid, you, you just lose interest and then you move on to the next thing, you know? But if we think about it from the perspective of, um, of what a sample library really is, it really is just a collection of sounds recorded by a company or an individual to give composers or songwriters, right, access to those sounds for use in our own productions. And I think a lot of us, you know, we use those justifications of, you know, it's going to help me with my work. It's going to make it so much easier for me to, to produce the final product. And we use those reasons to invest in new libraries, even though we may not necessarily need those things. And you know, that, that's not to be said, uh, it's not to say that like, for sure, you, you can, you can have libraries that are extremely innovative and bring something totally new to the market. But when you have the thousand string library, or when you have a, a, a guitar library that does, you know, strumming patterns again and again and again, those same types of things. And, and we, when we start to kind of go googly eyed over it and go like, why, uh, like I, oh, that's something I really, really want because it's just like another color in my toolkit. It, it's, it starts to get to a point where just we run out of space on our hard drives and, uh, you know, it starts to get overwhelming once you start considering, okay, I actually have like 20 guitar libraries now, which one am I going to use? Because they all kind of do like the same thing. And then when, you know, by that point it's too late, then you have buyer's remorse, right? So that's why I personally adopt more of a minimalist mindset when it comes to libraries myself and why I... Uh, especially now nowadays, I don't buy too many libraries because um, I I like to collaborate with companies to you know do reviews for the products that I, I specifically feel strongly about um, in exchange for the library itself, right? So for for example, um, when the library, uh, let me see, um, Cinematic Studio Woodwinds came out by Cinematic Studios, right? 
The only woodwind, other woodwind library that I really considered the top tier for me was Berlin Woodwinds. And you might think VSL is really good. You might think, um, you know, uh, Cinewinds is really good by Cinesamples. It, it's entirely up to you, your perspective. But what I saw was lacking in my template. What I saw that Berlin could not do, there were a few things, few instruments that I did not like as much. It, it solidified a reason in me to, to, um, want to get Cinemax Studio Woodwinds. And even if they didn't send it to me for review, I might've still purchased it for that reason because it actually fills a needed hole in my template because of the style of music that I, I tend to write. For me, that that's a that's a more valid reason than, oh, you know, it's it's uh, it, it wouldn't actually help my writing, but it's just nice to have because it sounds really cool and I just want it. Well, I mean, it you know, it you it's you living your life, and if you have the money to and the margin to afford it, please by all means do whatever you want. But I'm just saying that you might not actually need all the tools that you think you might need, right? And that that really goes with just anything, I think, but. Um, with sa with samples and stuff, because they're all virtual, um, it's so easy to just purchase it, download, and it sits in our drive, and it just you know it just collects virtual dust, and it ends up not being used, and that's really just a shame, you know. And I, I have to preach to myself too. My first year of starting and composing, I uh, I must have invested upwards of twenty, thirty thousand dollars in virtual instruments. So yeah, that's a lot of money, right? And now looking back, I'm like, why was I so stupid in investing like in every single thing I could pick up? It's because I I was I was like wow this all this stuff is so amazing. There's so many libraries and they all sound so good. And I would watch the trailers. I would listen to some of the demos. I'd be like, okay, I need this. I need this. I need this. So many of them just sit on my drive, and I I really use them. So over time, I've had to learn that less is actually more. And there are really maybe two to three core libraries that I use for each orchestral section, like two string libraries, two woodwind libraries. Um, one or two brass libraries and one percussion library that I turn to on a regular basis um, because I write in a particular style, right? It's not like I write uh, a variety of stuff where I actually need a whole bunch of libraries. But if that's you, then for sure, you would need many more libraries to cover different areas of, uh, of styles of music. And that makes a lot of sense. But all in all, sample libraries are, 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 are a tool for us. And we, we shouldn't think of them as toys. We should think of them as, as tools. Um, Unless you're making music for fun as a hobbyist, then for sure it can be like a toy and you're just playing around for fun. But if, if you want to be super practical about it, I do think we should view it from a, a business perspective. So will this new piece of software or will this new instrument make me more money? Will it help me achieve a certain effect or a certain sound that I cannot achieve now with my existing tools? And that's a question that I always tell my students to ask themselves when they ask me this question. Um, Look at, look at that new guitar library. Look at the new string library. Look at the new brass library. Should I get it? Should I get it? I always say, ask yourself, what will this new library do for me that my current libraries cannot do? Does it sound better? Can you actually shape the tone of your existing libraries to match the sound of the new library or close enough? Is it more playable? Does the legato sound better? All of these things you have to think about, or also the price, right? Is it really expensive or is it really affordable? These are all things you need to think about when you are considering new new products or anything of that matter. When you're investing your hard-earned money in something, always think about the pros and the cons. Do you really need it? Do you need it, right? At the time of this recording, there's a library, Continuum Guitars by uh, Cinesamples, which um, I may have or, or may not have done a review for already. At the time of this recording, I have not yet. But um, that, that was one library where I really felt like I needed something like that because I don't 
I mean, I do have some Orange Tree sample uh, samples libraries and they create some really, really great guitars. But for me, the interface is not entirely intuitive. And so it takes me usually half an hour or so to uh, really get up and running with the library, get some strumming patterns and things like that. Whereas this library from Cinesamples really looked like something I could use right away and um, uh, like keep my inspiration flowing, just press a note, have some guitar patterns play and things like that. And I would really see that as a benefit for my own workflow and my own productions because as a piano player, I don't play guitar. So having a set of electric guitar samples that play right away, that sound awesome, um, that really w was appealing to me. So I reasoned that to myself and it gave me an incentive to you know, reach out to the company and see if we could collaborate on something like that. Um, so yes, it really comes down to, do you need it? Do you, is it something you want or is it something you need? Right, that's, that's the ultimate question. Is it gonna help you create better music, write faster, or is it just something that's just gonna sit um, you know, on your shelf and you're not really gonna use it very often just because it's, you're already covered with other stuff you already have? That, that's really what it comes down to, I think. And so you might disagree and let me know if you do. Um, but I, 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 will, I would be interested to know, like, do you feel like you have an abundance of sample libraries or are you kind of at the stage where you feel like you're, you're still on the journey of looking for libraries and uh, you're kind of exploring your options, you're not really sure where to go? Um, because if you are in that camp, then I would encourage you to really do your research properly. Use a resource like my guide, uh, look at look at my videos on the channel that talk about the libraries that I use regularly and look at a whole, whole bunch of others. There are some great YouTube channels that go over samples and do reviews and things like that. So the resources out there are unlimited. So make sure you do your research. Um, if you're someone who has an abundance of libraries and you don't use them all, you know, just, just take a step back and, and take a look at, or when you, when you're looking at the next fancy library, just ask yourself, is this something I really, really need? Or can I get close or, you know, can I get the same sound? using my existing libraries. And I think that can help you save a lot of money in the long run because libraries are not, especially symphonic libraries or orchestral libraries are not really cheap nowadays, you know, even though uh, some of them are on the uh, more affordable end, but most of them cost upwards of three, four, $500 or so. So yeah, just uh, watch your wallet unless you can afford it. I know, I know some people who have tons and tons of libraries just because they can afford it and they enjoy using them. So more power to them. But for me, I prefer to keep things simple because with too much, I get overwhelmed and I don't want that. So anyway, that's kind of my take on the, the topic of sample libraries and, you know, why we shouldn't just go all in right away and think about, you know, is it something we actually need or is it something we just purely want? So anyway, that, that's basically my thoughts on it. Let me know your thoughts below. And uh, before you go, I, again, I want to give you my sample library buyer's guide. It's not literally on the same topic because, you know, if, if you decide to invest in some more libraries or you're just curious to know what I use, um, I think it'll be helpful for you just to see everything categorized in one place by instrument section. And I've given you the prices as well. So you can consider those when uh, create, uh, you know, going for your next purchase. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. And I'll catch you in the next video. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.